This is the Soul Power Podcast with your hosts, Angela Jordan and Cheryl Burt. Welcome to the Soul Power Podcast. I'm your host, Angela Jordan. And I'm your host, Cheryl Burke. Thanks for joining us. Today on the Soul Power Podcast, our special guest is Stephanie Denson. And Stephanie owns Spirit and Space. She is a female solopreneur. And we are really intrigued to know what all she does, what her history is, all of the things. We plan to ask all of the things today. Welcome to the show, Stephanie. It's my honor to be here. Thanks very much for having me. You're welcome. In true Marvel style, we -hmm. start with the origin story. So we would love to hear yours. Yeah, I'd love to share it. So my origin story actually goes back to uh, July of 2011. We were living in New Hampshire, and my husband had just been called to serve a church here in Indianapolis, and we had to sell the house. Now, our oldest at the time was upstairs laid up in bed after a workplace accident that would require a toe amputation. That's a story for another day. Um, Our youngest had just come out of the hospital after eight weeks of psychiatric care, Mm -hmm. and the house had to go on the market. And uh, at church one morning, a friend said, oh, so how's it going? And I said, oh, the house is going on the market this week. I wish I had a garden fairy who could help me spruce things up. (laughs) To my surprise, he said, I can do that. And he came over for three hours that afternoon and helped me plant, weeded, sent me to Lowe's for more annuals, helped me plant them and get everything spruced up. We got exponentially more done together than I could have done by myself. And the energy that started outside carried inside uh, to uh, more house prep before the house was on the market. So fast forward 10 years to July of 2021. And actually, I'll say before that, I had had an inkling about starting Spirit and Space uh, in the fall of 2019. My sister's a professional organizer in Philadelphia, so I had certainly talked with her about her work, and we come across a a lot of our organizational skills, honestly, from our upbringing. Um, (laughs) And quite frankly, in the shower one day, (laughs) all of this information came into my head about starting a professional organizing business. And I was like, whoa, I have to pay attention to this. (laughs) Yeah. And um, I had wanted to start on a part-time basis then in 2019, but I couldn't. At the time, I was a staffing officer at a local bank. And as an officer of the bank, I could not have a a side business. So I tucked it away and thought, okay, that'll be my retirement gig. So July of 2021, still really in the midst of the pandemic, work was difficult. Mm. At that time, it seemed like no one was available for jobs. So it was hard to do the hiring piece of it. Mm -hmm. We were implementing an electronic applicant tracking system, which was a bear of a project that needless, I did not like at all. And um, quite frankly, at that organization, uh, I'd been there for about nine years. I had a complicated relationship with my boss and Mm -hmm. at the heart of it did not feel valued where I was. And I called my husband one day in July of 21 it was after an applicant tracking meeting. I was in tears and I said, oh, I hate my job right now. Oh. And he said, Steph, I've been thinking about this. Why don't you just quit and start Spirit and Space? 
And of course, my first response was, I can't possibly do that. That wouldn't be the professional thing to do, professional, responsible thing to do. Took about 15 minutes. And I I realized, oh my, it is absolutely the right thing to do. Mm -hmm. So I left the bank at the end of October of 21. I hired a business coach who I had already been introduced to in the, in the previous years. Uh, she was instrumental in a quick start program to get the business up and going. I called a number of solo entrepreneurs, in, including one Cheryl Burke uh, <laughs> with Resetting Joy. And Cheryl and others were so gracious about giving me uh, tools that they find ha- found helpful, uh, helping me with advice that they wish they had heard, et cetera. Mm. And at the end of January of 2022, I launched Spirit and Space. And so I, I am a professional organizer providing organizational and relocation support services to clients who want aesthetically pleasing orderly spaces. And just like that friend way back in 2011, My vision is to come alongside the client and help them accomplish their goals faster than they ever thought possible in a way that lifts their spirits. And um, I love what I'm doing and I love the variety of projects I I have the privilege of working on. Uh, So haven't looked back. It's been, it's been quite a ride. That's fantastic. I love to hear stories like that, especially stories that blossom out of unhappiness in the corporate world <laughs> because <laughs> I think theme, isn't it? Yeah, I think it's a very common theme mm-hmm. and a lot of us have experienced it so you know that's the driver that at least it was for me mm-hmm. that prompted me to start my own business and basically take a leap of faith mm-hmm. Yeah, it is a leap of faith. Uh, and and if if you had asked me, well, gosh, even two years before today, I would never have been able to envision where I was and where I am now. Uh, it has been a leap of faith and it has been, I feel like I am applying all my skills. Before Spirit and Space, I worked in education and human resources for 30 years. And the skills that I developed during those parts of my career, the communication skills, working with people, listening to them, meeting their needs, serving as a bridge to help them get where they want to go, those skills are more important than the organizing skills. Mm-hmm. I've got that down pat and I've, I've <laughs> taken classes, training, read, et cetera. But it's, uh, I feel like I am applying all the skills and doing the work that I'm called to do right mm-hmm. now. And clearly from the way it's gone, it's also meeting a very real need mm-hmm. uh, in the market here and and elsewhere. I've got clients sort of from coast to coast, actually. Well, that's fantastic. Yeah. So that brings up uh, an interesting question. And that is clearly you don't have to be in the room with a person to help mm-hmm. them. If you've got mm-hmm. uh, clients coast to coast, how do you help those clients who aren't here in Indiana? It's a good question. And, and let me clarify that. Um, a number of the clients who I have traveled to work with are people who knew me in past lives, gotcha. um, even back to high school, someone who I hadn't <laughs> really, actually, the, the high school connection was a virtual project in New York. And he and his husband were moving out of their house for renovation. And they knew I was doing a lot of work here in Indiana, helping people find where to take their goods when they don't need them anymore. And so they wanted me to do some research of what they could do with various different aspects, uh, various different items in their home. They also wanted me to scope out kind of a master plan of how this would happen with their daughter, their the whole project plan for the move. The uh, I do 
I've got a couple of different clients in Colorado and New Hampshire uh, for with whom I started virtually. Mm. We do FaceTime and yeah. seeing their space. They're asking questions. I'm asking questions. I'm guiding their work and putting, helping them put plans in place. But then for both of those clients, I then followed up with in-person boots on the ground time. Yeah. Um, and uh, I've got a client now who I'm doing the same kind of thing. Someone who knew me from St. Paul's here in Indy years ago, they are in Anaheim and they saw the work I was doing, follow me on social media, et cetera. And they said, we need you. And so we've started virtually uh, and I'll be out there next month to help them. And, and nice. Yeah. So it's, it really varies depending on the project um, and what the need is, but it is amazing actually how much uh, you can accomplish virtually. It, it obviously, because you can't be there to physically help, it really is dependent on the client's um, motivation to uh, do the physical work. Yeah, no kidding. Well, going to uh, Los Angeles in the summertime to help someone <laughs> uh, organize. Right, right, <laughs> right. fantastic. Pretty good gig. Well, and actually, I, I'm fortunate my kids, my son and his fiance live in San Diego. So I'll oh, actually nice. fly in and out of San Diego and take the train up to Anaheim. So it's a, it's a double whammy for me. Good, good thing. Fantastic. I have uh, a good friend, Stephanie, who is a professional organizer. And she hit me with some knowledge a few years ago that completely rocked my world and made things so clear to me. And she said basically that physical clutter is a manifestation of mental clutter. And when she said that, I was like, oh my God. Wow. So that's why my kitchen table is always a mess. (laughs) With that, I want to ask you why a person's space is so important to their life and their business. Mm -hmm. At heart, I think, Angela, that the space is what holds us Mm -hmm. and it impacts how we feel internally. To your friend's comment, you could say, is it the, what comes first, the chicken or the egg? Because right. this could be a manifestation, but the space could also be a direct result. It would result directly in how you feel internally. Mm-hmm. I must say there's no wrong or right way to organize. There are some people who like stuff out, some people who like stuff away. But at heart, our space can help us be our best selves because it impacts how we feel. Think of, think of it. Um, one example I always love is... Imagine going into Best Buy on Black Friday. It's fluorescent lights. It's chaos. There's all this stuff around, all these people. Imagine how you feel in that space versus, in comparison, walking into a library on a hot Mm -hmm. summer day where it's orderly, it's quiet, it's the light is different. It impacts how you feel. Yeah. Um, And likewise, our setting up organizational systems in the space can help maintain order um, and it can help bring a sense of calm and peace uh, to those who live there. Um, So it it really, it's actually really quite remarkable how the space can impact uh, how a person feels mentally and physically as well. It's interesting. uh, When I first bought my, uh, when I bought my first house, I should say, I was about 28, somewhere around there. And I decorated it in the style of uh, what my mom would like, because I had come from my parents' house. And it 
occurred to me after about two years, oh, wait, I can do whatever I want in this. Absolutely. I love it. Yeah, I love it. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so I did. And it was, it, yeah, it really did affect my mood. It affected my productivity and everything. Mm-hmm. And the funny thing is I hadn't even thought about it before yeah. then, just yeah. how much that would alter my reality mm-hmm. for the better. I had a client, just one quick story. I have a client in Carmel who originally hired me to help her organize her papers. Her husband had died about, um, at that point, about 18 months before. And he was the one in the family who took care of the finances and mm. bills, et cetera. And she had piles of paper that was really were, that were really stressing her out. So we worked originally um, to help uh, bring some order to the paperwork. And um, at that time, she was re- getting ready to send her youngest to college. So she was going to be an empty nester on her own. And after we got done the paper, she said, let's do the kitchen. And we worked on the kitchen for two different sessions. She's a baker. She had a closet all set up for baking. She was so excited. And then we moved to the rest of the house. And she said to me after we're done, she said, this is the best thing I've ever done for myself. Oh wow! And like your story, Angela, it was for her an opportunity to reclaim the space Mm -hmm. and create a place where she felt good on her own as she was starting this next phase of her life. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It really makes a difference. It really makes a difference. It does. Yeah. Yeah, it absolutely does make a difference. And uh, for those of you who um, are just getting to know Stephanie through this podcast, I would suggest that you go ahead and follow her on social media, because when your house is a disaster (laughs) or the room you're sitting in is a disaster and you're looking at the kind of a before and after picture, it does help. Um, at least it helps me and it shows you what's possible. I, I do credit you, Stephanie, actually, with the reason that my house is a lot, cl- a lot less cluttered than it was about, <laughs> about a year ago. I, I, I got yeah. a bug in, in my, in my bonnet as it were, um, I don't know, maybe six or eight months ago and decided that I needed to clean all this stuff out because I had so much in this house I didn't want, and I wasn't interested in holding on to. So I went ahead and, I've I've gotten rid of a lot of things. In fact, Stephanie is going to help us with some more things that we've been yeah. around uh, for a couple of decades. But that's a story for another day. <laughs> I'm so glad to be able to inspire you, though, and, and help. Thanks, yes. Joe. I, I appreciate it. Truly, I do. I don't know that I've told you that before, but I'm watching and I'm getting things done, too. So it's and in um, turn, Cheryl inspired me. Then I oh. went on a on a purging binge and it. it was fantastic. Oh, yeah, it was wonderful. Yeah, I love it. That's great. Thanks. So it's uh it's it is important and I have found that the less stuff is that's around the calmer I feel. Mm-hmm. The easier it is for me to run my business, the easier it is for me to be present with my family. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that does lead me to ask you, Stephanie. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was a little sort of testimonial. Um, but how okay. do you help people in their personal lives and in their business business lives and in their spaces? Well, certainly uh, a lot of the clients that I work with come to me because there is a place of stress uh, that's related to their space. And it can be as simple as, can you help me come clean out as the the client, I think she called it the the festival of holidays in her store (laughs) closet. (laughs) Um, And so we did that one day. Another day she said, can you help us with our personal gym? And I just went over for three hours and helped her get some order in in their personal gym. Um, those are relatively simple examples. On the other side of things, there are folks, a number, I work with a number of seniors who are, if not 
in the midst of moving actively, planning to move, especially to a senior living environment and downsizing for that, um, I've got others who are anticipating that. I have one client who, one of my first clients said he inherited his house that had all his parents' stuff in it and stuff from two sets of grandparents. And to his credit, he said, I am not going to do to my daughter what my parents did to me. And this, I'll be working with him for years to clean out that house. Um, so helping them with those big projects, a, a number of clients, in fact, I just got a referral yesterday for someone um, who has the task of cleaning out a storage room after a dad died and needs to find places to do things. So I not only most of the time am working side by side the client, helping them process through the belongings that they have, make decisions on it. It's amazing how much my clients say that it's, it, it provides accountability for them. They know I'm coming over, so they know that it's going to get done. In fact, some clients have said, I know I can do this. You know, I, I can think of one who had me do a primary closet. Uh, she said, but I haven't done it. And, but I, I need your help to get it done. So doing the physical work with them for some, there are physical disabilities, especially with some of the seniors. So I'm actually the, the, the hands and feet uh, schlepping the bags to the trash can and the goodwill and other places with a lot of my clients, I'm also helping them find the best outlet for their belongings. Mm -hmm. It's so much easier to let go of things when you know someone else can use them. Yeah. Uh, so I, I have a whole, on my website, actually, I have a whole list of nonprofits in the Indianapolis area that need our pre-owned items from uh, toys, housewares, clothing, bras, toy, uh, games, um, mattresses. There are even a couple of nonprofits that take mattresses. In addition to donation options, I also, as a collectibles advisor, I also can help people um, sell things that are of value and and find the right place for things. Because on every Goodwill does some great work. For instance, not everything should go to the Goodwill. Uh, right. Not everything, and and I try to prevent as much as I can from going to the landfill. And most of my clients don't want to throw out things that have life right. in. So the another way that I help is creating systems to for the client and or their family to help maintain order. So I can think of one early client. There were two young people who had bought a house together and they were joining their house house households and um, helping them set it up so that they could maintain it. Another one was a, a busy mom here in the Meridian Kessler area that needed help with the clutter, but also uh, needed to think through how they were using this space and what some of the solutions were going to be. And it can be as simple as, remember her, she had a daughter who was, I think about eighth grade and uh, the daughter stuff was always all around the house. <laughs> and we talked about how they used the house and, and a simple solution, which she said worked beautifully was they had an Emily basket. And um, when the kilt from school or whatever was found around the house, they knew to put it in that basket and Emily could find what she needed. Um, so there are various different ways. I, I try very hard to listen to the client, ask a lot of questions um, and meet them where they are to help find a solution. I am not, there are organizers who, as I've heard from some of my clients, who will come in and tell you what to do with your stuff. Mm. Uh, that's not me. I help and I make a lot of suggestions, but um, it's got to be uh, a solution that's going to work for the client, how their brains work, how their families work. Right. Uh, so as I said, there's no wrong or right way. There's a lot yeah. of collaborating and listening in what I do. You know, that's, it's interesting. I didn't even think about this, but I wonder how you approach 
um, someone who is older who might be transitioning to assisted living versus. So I worked with all the stuff. We went sort of uh, room by room in her home and pulled out the belongings and she made decisions. We figured out where they were going to go. Uh, I connected her with a realtor and with a designer and with someone who bought some of her stuff locally. Um, I then helped her put together a, a three-dimensional floor plan of her new apartment and make decisions of where her furniture was going to go, where the art was going to go, and then kind of coordinated that move and helped her unpack and settle. That was kind of she was a poster child client. She was so great to work with and um, so ready for the help. You know, there are others when it's just a very simple project. And for some, it's, okay, here's a closet. I've purged what I need. Just organize what's there. <laughs> um, that is less frequent in my practice than perhaps in some organizers' practice. It, so much of it depends on what the client needs. Um, so it's, it, as I said, I get a lot of different kinds of projects, but to your question, I work with people differently depending on what their needs are. Mm -hmm. um, does that answer your question? Yeah, it does. It does. Yeah. And it just, it just points back to you being a good listener and listening to what your client needs and, um, you know, being attuned to that. So that mm -hmm. makes a lot of sense to me. Yeah. I, I will say another piece of it is asking questions um, because I remember an early client, we were, we were cleaning out her garage and she pulled out, I'm not kidding you, a picture that was probably four feet by four feet of a photograph of her family about 20 years prior. Her children who were now in their twenties were little girls. And it was with her husband who she was no longer married to. Mm. Said, what am I going to do with this? And I said, well, would you display it in your home? No. Would your mm -hmm. girls want to display it? No. And I said, well, maybe it's time to take a picture and give thanks for that time in your life and let it go. Mm. She, she had a big smile on her face when she put it in the dump. She couldn't even put it in the dumpster because it was too big. I mean, the, you know, her trash, <laughs> but for her, it was the right thing. It, it wasn't going to be any good to anyone else. Mm -hmm. And yes, it cost money. Yes. It was a physical manifestation of her family, but there was no need to keep it. Uh, is there anyone else who in your family who might want this? Those kinds of questions help clients make decisions about the stuff of their lives. It sounds to me that in, in that case, and probably in lots of cases, you're helping assuage the guilt that people have of, but I don't love it anymore. And so-and-so gave it to me, or it was important to me at one point. And I, I know a lot of people have attachments to their things, both good and bad. Yeah. So able to release something that is not serving you, you don't enjoy, you don't want, you don't want to have to move for a fourth time is, is a huge benefit of, of what you do for people. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah. Yeah. This assuaging the guilt and really giving permission to help them realize that like, you know, you can let go of something that your mother gave you and not be letting go of your mother and the love you have for her. You know, do you love it? Does it bring you joy? Those classic, who is it? Marie Kondo questions. Mm -hmm. Yes, <laughs> they have some value. Likewise, there are some clients who resist getting rid of things because they spend a lot of money on it. I was with a woman the other day on Monday in her closet 
getting rid of clothes that had tags on it. And she said, oh, I spent so much money on these things. They didn't serve her well. Her, her closet was packed. She knew she had to let go of things. Again, we found a couple of different nonprofits. I've got two bags right now to go to Dress for Success downtown, more professional looking clothes that can serve others well. <laughs> there was a guy in New Hampshire who had, uh, his practice was to buy high-end stereo equipment. And at the beginning of the week, he said, he told me about this set he got in Germany in when he was stationed there in the army. And it was top quality. And he said, why would I get rid of that? I spent a lot of money on that. Well, it turns out he had about five previous top quality stereo systems <laughs> and, his, and then another one up in the family room that was used. And we finally were able, he and his wife, uh, his wife and I were finally able to, to help him realize that it's not serving him well. We recycled them responsibly. The box truck came and picked up a whole garage load of electronics in that home. It, just because you spent money on it doesn't mean it needs to continue to take space right. or create clutter in your brain and stress and shame in your life. I deal with a lot of shame and well, yeah. I I am very, very clear about the fact that I don't share my clients' uh, stories or information with other people. Um, I say routinely, I'm not judging. In fact, can I, do we have time for a story around that? Absolutely. Absolutely. So I was working with, I am still working with a client who moved quickly uh, several years ago after a medical issue prevented her and her husband from living in the house they were living in and they down they downsized in space but did not declutter and she um brought me in to to do some work on the decluttering and helping them restore some order to to this new house and there was a spare bedroom that she sees as her sewing room because she's a big sewer hasn't really done it much lately but had a vision to do more of it and uh we were cleaning through the room and she is anticipating knee surgery. So she decided that she wanted to put a bed in that room and create a space where she could rest comfortably after surgery. Her husband had another room where he could go. She didn't have any space. So we were going to clean this space out for her. And we decided to put the dresser in the closet. And I, I went over to the dresser to take something off to move it. And she said, there's just so much stuff here. I'm embarrassed that there's so much stuff. And I said, hey, I, I want you to know, I'm not judging this. Mm -hmm. And she put her head down and put her hand up to her forehead. And I realized she was crying. And she said, I hate it. I hate all the clutter. She said, he doesn't see it and he, and it doesn't matter to him, but I hate this. And it's so stressful. And I said, let's create a space where you can be away from the clutter and find peace and calm. And right at that moment, untouched, a <laughs> box fell off the closet, the top of the closet uh, shelf right behind me. Oh, and we wow. Looked at each other and said, <laughs> she said, I think that's a sign from God. <laughs> Divine <laughs> intervention. Exactly. So we 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 did some more work that day, got the 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 um dresser in the closet, went through more things. And after I left, she continued to do more work. And she sent some text messages later in the day. They had gotten the bed set up. 
And she sent that emoji that had all those hearts around it, like fuzzies. <laughs> she felt so good about creating yes. a space. She sent me a picture. It was on my blog recently. Um, she, she felt so good about creating a space that was her space where she could go to find peace and calm. I love, it is such a privilege mm -hmm. to journey with people on, on that path uh, and to see the joy that it brings them. You know, my, my tagline is creating joy, one organized space at a time. Mm. Um, and uh, it's, it's, it's fun to do that. It brings me joy to do that. I'll bet. My husband and I used to watch hoarders <laughs> a lot. Oh, there's that. <laughs> there's that. that. Uh, that's a whole different level of mess. Mm -hmm. um, and certainly, you know, it, it typically comes from trauma and, and other uh, life things. Do you ever work with hoarders? I think when people hear hoarders, they're most likely to think of that show with, you know, goat pads sure. and piles up to the, to the, to the ceiling. And that is a real thing. And I read about it. I've not worked on it. And there's actually a certification for people, organizers who deal with uh, chronically disorganized mm. um, spaces and clients. Um, I have actually, there've been a couple of consultations that I've done that I realized were beyond my skill. Mm -hmm. And I actually referred them to a, a, an organ, a local organizer who does have the certification for chronic disorganization. And she's done a great job and the clients have been very happy with that. However, I will say that I, I um, have a couple of clients who's, who have mental health challenges that impact their space. Mm -hmm. uh, several who have ADHD, um, one in particular who struggles with uh, significant OCD and anxiety. Mm. Um, and it's not, you, know, you don't walk into the house and think, oh my God, this is a hoarder, but right. we are indeed working through piles that have been in the house in some cases for 20 years. Uh, I've learned a lot. This was a, a person who was referred to me by another professional organizer who thought we would be a good match. And indeed, uh, I love working with this client. Uh, it's a unique project that's very different from some of the others. It has really um, helped me understand some of those health challenge, mental health challenges. All of our brains work differently and there are unique challenges there. It's not so simple to say, oh, I haven't looked at these things in 20 years. I'll just throw them out. Another right. client would be able to do that. Uh, this client, it's it's much more of a challenge. Mm -hmm. And so for her, part of it is holding the space. In fact, just yesterday, I, we did find something that had been in the space for a while. And I said, might you be able to let this go without going through all of it? And she said, I don't think I can do that right now, but let's put them in a bag and I'll think about it. And I said, before I left, I said, I'm going to hold on to that vision of your being able to let that go. She said, hold on to that vision for me and we'll see where, where it goes. Mm -hmm. um, but um, so uh, there are other folks who might be better for those goat paths and ceiling piles. Um, but um, I have dealt with some of the similar issues. So Stephanie, you mentioned earlier how, how the vision came to you a couple of years before you even started and then sort of how you got your start. Uh, can you tell us a little bit more about how it's been to be a solopreneur in this space, particularly juggling clients and spaces and things and everything that you do. It has been really helpful to talk with others who are in the same space. Uh, you guys have mastermind groups. I have a group of Indiana professional organizers uh, who I um, uh, get together with um, usually virtually, but that's a monthly meeting. And then I'm also a member of the National Association of Productivity and Organizing Professionals. 
Um, and so besides communication, you know, daily emails with listservs and threads of communication, um, I also went to their conference uh, this year. Um, so a big piece of starting this business was educating myself uh, mm -hmm. from those phone calls originally to uh, subscribing to various different newsletters, ensuring that I continue to learn. I'll tell you, one of the most exciting things about being a solopreneur is the learning from mm -hmm. building a website to figuring out the back office to establishing a pattern of social media presence and the blog to how to find clients, how to respond to clients, how to actually identify associates who I can hire to work with Spirit mm -hmm. Space. That was a critical decision. And I'm um, probably approaching finding a third, but my hands are saying mind blown. There's so much <laughs> to learn. <laughs> right. Um, and uh, it's very exciting. So I love that piece of it. And also being a collectibles advisor. Again, that's something that I didn't anticipate. Uh, some of the projects that I've done, I could never have anticipated. So learning is a big piece of it. Probably my favorite piece of it is, I've heard you all talk about this on the podcast, the flexibility of time. Yeah. I'm not only being the one who decides what I do, even in the craziest weeks, that's me. I was the one mm -hmm. who planned that. Um, <laughs> I thought of it this morning when, before meeting with you all, I took time to water the plants and feed, uh, fill the bird feeders and take the dogs for a walk. And I thought, you know, Wednesday is my day when I don't have client sessions routinely. And it's been so helpful to have at least one day a week where I don't have client sessions. And just to take a slightly different pace and recognize that I may have a pile of things to do, but you know what? Some of those can wait till tomorrow if I'm really not into it right now. Um, uh, and just deciding where my career is going. Uh, it's nice to have the agency and um, the freedom to choose. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And, and that's, you're right. That's stuff that we we've touched on uh, in the podcast and that community of people who were doing similar things mm -hmm. is really important uh, because as the person who gets to make all the decisions and who's probably worked on a team, most of your career until now, mm -hmm. it's nice to have somebody to bounce things off of and yeah, just absolutely. Absolutely. Ask for best practices and things. Yeah, absolutely. One of, one of the best resources I have right now is the um, private Facebook group for the collectible skill I'm a member of. And routinely people are putting posters like I found this in my client's garage. I'm not sure what the best outlet is. Can, can someone uh, make suggestions? That kind of thing. I posted a couple things about silver recently in terms of is this market uh, sterling? You know, how, how do I tell whether this is sterling or not? And um, it's, I'm not in it alone. I'm a solopreneur, but I'm not in it alone. Mm -hmm. And that's a, uh, makes a big difference in the way I approach things and, and how I feel about the work that I'm doing. Yeah, exactly. So that you don't have to feel like you're trying to reinvent a wheel. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. You can benefit from other people and, and, um, not live in a vacuum, not work in a vacuum, which is really right. nice. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And you uh, then offer that to your clients. Mm -hmm. They don't have to do it alone. They don't have to do it in a vacuum. Yes. Yeah. And that's that, as I said earlier, you know, it provides some accountability. It provides a partner and different ways of thinking about things. I'm amazed at how often I think of a woman who is, a, she's not a solopreneur, but she had me work on her home office. And at one point I said, have you tried the desk on the other side? Because blah, blah, blah. And I gave her some reasons why I thought it might work. She said, oh my gosh, yes, let's do that. 
And I followed up with her afterwards. She said, oh, it made such a difference. (laughs) There's a guy who is a solopreneur who works down on the South side. And he was frustrated because he had all these piles around his office and he had never really come up with a filing system that worked for him. And that was a big piece of what I did. And I checked in with him about six weeks afterwards. He said, the system was working great. There are no more piles. I love the space, the way that we created it. And so, and for those of us who are working on our own, that that's an important piece of it. It absolutely is. So not only do you do this for your clients, you actually offer things for people who are not yet your clients. This is true. And you tell us some of the things that people might be able to find on your website. Absolutely. uh, So my website is spiritandspacellc.com. And um, there's actually a pop-up for those who are new to the space that ask them if they want to join the newsletter. I do not spam people. I, I, at most, I send one email a week um, and sometimes I don't send an email, um, but my goal in the communication that comes out through that email list is a blog that uh, includes, I try to vary it from organizing tips, how to's on how to use spirit and space, uh, transformational stories. And then sometimes I go deeper and share a little bit more deeply. So I'm paying attention to keeping it on my social media, Facebook, Instagram, and, and LinkedIn as well as uh, the blog, I'll share resources of other articles or other ideas that I found helpful or things like, hey, you know, where to to, to, uh, recycle electronics responsibly, that kind of thing. A key piece of my website that uh, statistics would tell me has been particularly helpful for folks (laughs) is the, I think it's called decluttering tab, which first of all, at the top has a decluttering 101 handout uh, for folks. And I'm going to be doing more of those so stay tuned for that. But that's just a how to get started, tips and, and tricks to think about and that's how great. to approach the, the job of decluttering. And then it also has, I referred to it earlier, a list of nonprofits in the Indianapolis area um, that are t- wanting pre-owned items, so many different kinds of items. So it's a real great go-to handout for folks who are in the process of decluttering. There's also a link to a similar site in Terre Haute. I partner with a couple of different senior living communities and have done presentations on senior downsizing. And so the place in Terre Haute asked me to do a resource like that for for their folks on the uh, western edge of of Indiana. And then I also anticipate doing some classes. I've teed up a couple of different uh, presentations, shorter presentations that are 45 minutes long. And then also some classes on embracing conscious simplicity based on a a book of another professional organizer. I'm really excited about that offering and expect I'll probably be doing that before the end of this year. Um, So more, more is coming. Fantastic. And what a better way to offer to people who might not yet be a client, but might want just a couple little tips about getting started on decluttering. Yeah. Well, and it's interesting, just as you said, Cheryl, you follow me on social media. So you see the before and after I was going to mention that there is a before and after tab on my on my website. And I'll just offer a little bit of perspective on the project and some pictures. And those can give ideas of how to use space and what to do. I have been so pleasantly surprised uh, and touched when people unexpectedly say, like you did, Cheryl, that the work that I'm doing is inspiring them. There was a woman at church recently who was in New, uh, Rhode Island at her old family home that was completely flooded, that they didn't realize mm-hmm. that the water was on for a month and they had to oh. clean a mess. 
And um, she said, mm-hmm. I was thinking, what would Stephanie do? going through her space and she I was so touched by the way the work of spirit and space was impacting her and helping her make decisions that were right for her space um so I don't think I could have envisioned that kind of impact when I started this work and it's a it's a real joy for me and it's I have a number of clients who have lost especially spouses and children and it's real sacred work to work with them. Oh, yeah. And um, I've reflected on some of those projects in my blogs. Just last week on Sunday uh, after church, someone said, the week the work you're doing is so deep. And it's not always deep. That home gym isn't necessarily deep work. But um, people seem to appreciate hearing the stories of the transformation from clients and how working with spirit and space has impacted them. And mm-hmm. Again, it's it's a real privilege to do the work. Well, you're showing people what's possible and what's possible for them. I mean, you are literally showing them, but you're yes, also right. feeding their soul a bit and showing them what they can do. Because um, as you said, the, the most popular tab on your on your website is the decluttering because mm-hmm. a lot of times people are willing to let things go, but they need to know they'll be used. Mm-hmm. Right. And right. so there's that permission piece yeah. that you're giving. You you don't need to keep that. And no. so can use it and you will actually help improve lives that way. Absolutely. And how fun is it to, you know, I, I have a neighbor who volunteers for Exodus Refugee Immigration here in Indianapolis mm-hmm. and they help refugees get set up in homes. They always need kitchen surplus. They mm-hmm. always need linens. I am there routinely stopping by Vicky's house with a boatload. Yesterday, it was kitchen surplus and hangers and um, or donating to Fairhaven's Parisian flea market. Fairhaven Mm -hmm. provides um, housing for families who come into Indiana for critical medical care, kind of like a Ronald McDonald house, but Mm -hmm. it's downtown downtown by the hospital. Their big fundraiser is a great place for um, donating fine home goods and housewares and art, et cetera. And it supports the mission of Fairhaven. So people can go to the list and what what do they want to support? I had a woman whose husband died. I did a big drop off at um, Good News Ministries downtown with her husband's clothes because it was a place that he volunteered at. So she wanted to support him. I love that kind of love making those connections for folks. Absolutely. And it's, I mean, if you're in the indie area, it's really easy, but even if you're not, you could, people could check it out and there are likely similar places. So just to know that things like this exist and have a different name in your city, Mm -hmm. it's a little easier to help with the search there. Yeah. Yeah, And sometimes it's not random acts of flowers is all across the country. And so Mm -hmm. I dropped uh, yesterday, I dropped three more vases off on the outdoor bin by random act of flowers in Broad Ripple. And they take flowers to people in hospitals and senior centers. And that organization does exist in other places. For the Girls is another one that um, recycles gently used bras, for instance, across the country. So who knew? Who knew? Right. Who knew? And now we know. Yes. Now we know more places that we can donate items to. Mm -hmm. Uh, I, I love that. The need to clean up and the need to organize has also hit my house, of course. And I have a particular item to ask you about that is my husband's and Mm -hmm. I want to get rid of it. And (laughs) I wonder if you can give me some language. So before we met, my husband lived on the West coast. And then he also lived on the East coast. He's a big fish person, loves fish. Mm -hmm. And he had this fish tank, big fish tank, used to have it with fish in it. 
And since I have known him uh, almost 17 years, the fish tank has done nothing. So initially we were in a smaller house and he didn't want to put the fish tank out. I thought, well, that makes sense. We're in a small house. We moved to a bigger house. The fish tank remains in the basement on its own with all of its stuff. And I've said on a few occasions, hey, you think you might want to bring the fish tank out and put fish in it? And there's typically a, a reason why it's not going to happen. So I would love any tips or tricks or advice mm -hmm. on, you know, it's, it's not imperative that I get rid of the fish tank, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but clearly there's some emotional connection he has to the fish mm -hmm. tank that he just mm -hmm. doesn't want to get rid of it. Mm -hmm. So I wonder if you have can you, help me circumvent that. <laughs> well, I mean, it's fascinating. Have you asked him what the, about getting rid of it or have you, and what does he say when, when you ask about getting rid of it? He says, well, I want to keep it because I, I want, I do want to have fish again. And mm -hmm. in the current house we're in, mm -hmm. um, it was, you know, a, an issue of not really sure where to put it, where it would be, where the dogs wouldn't upset it, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. And he doesn't, he definitely doesn't want to get rid of it. Mm -hmm. um, so it's just, it's the one thing that we have in the basement that I'm like, yeah. Hmm. That is what is the, Yeah, it is. It, it, really it is. could be that based on this podcast, you bring up the conversation again and kind of reflect on it and ask, you know, could it be that you haven't used it? We've been in this house for X number of years where we do have the space, but is there is there some other hindrance to putting it up or maybe it's time to find someone who could really find joy out of this and you could probably make some money on it on Craig's um, Facebook marketplace or Craigslist. I often help clients with those kinds of sales. Um, and if it's not another option that you might uh, consider Angela is, can we come up with a deadline for when, you know, maybe we revisit this in one year mm. and if you haven't found a space for it then, or haven't, have it because it's it's weighing it's clearly weighing on you angela because it's, <laughs> yeah. just, it's stuff just taking up space um so maybe you can come up with an agreement that okay we're going to revisit this in six months or 12 months and make a decision at that point it's either out or we find someone who would find mm -hmm. a joy in it mm -hmm. perhaps it will that might help i don't know i'm going to try that and okay. i will report i want to hear and yes yes, I, hear about it. yes <laughs> I will see what he says he might be ready to get rid of it now. I haven't asked in a few years, but you know, you never know. Things might yeah. change. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing how many things we keep around our house. One of the exercises I recommend to people is try to put fresh eyes on and walk through your house as if you were a stranger. What does this space say about the person who lives here? Keep a pad and pen pencil there and we, we, we stop seeing things around our house, you know, jot down things that you realize you don't like anymore mm -hmm. or don't bring you joy or realize I need to think about that. I used to have a, a lamp of my grandmother's on my dresser. I didn't really like it a lot. It was more her style, but it was my grandmother's. Um, and it wasn't really right for the space because it wasn't big enough, but it was my grandmother's and it was actually broken on the base. <laughs> And I finally thought, you know what? I'm going to get rid of this. It wasn't even good enough to donate. I went to Home Goods and got a great one with a blue and white base that I love. It fits the space. I'm so much happier. But oh, that's I had great. stopped seeing it because it was just there. Mm -hmm. 
it's a kind of a, fun a great idea that you can enter into it. That's a great idea. Mm-hmm. Well, and for those of us who are solopreneurs and work at home, those things that weigh on us, weigh on us at work too. Yes, you're so right. The ability to put on those fresh eyes and remove the things that are no longer working or reorganize the things that are can mm-hmm. impact not only our time with our loved ones, but our time as we're trying to run our businesses. Absolutely. It makes a big difference when you're working in your in your personal space there at home. Absolutely. And I, you know, I certainly do some work in businesses as well, but most of my work is residential or home office. Mm-hmm makes a big difference it does it makes a huge difference i'm now thinking what can i purge out of the yeah, house no. what can i i have a list of things that are going yeah i have a big long list of things that that um that will be gone in the next couple of years it's just a matter of where they will go that they will have a second life or third life in many cases yeah yeah absolutely. Absolutely. yeah for sure. Stephanie, how can someone um, best connect with you? Uh, the website is certainly one place, spiritandspacellc.com. Uh, and uh, my email is there, stephanie at spiritandspacellc.com. Uh, and my, my phone number is on the website as well. Um, so that's probably the go-to. I uh, On Facebook, I have a personal account, but I also have a Spirit and Space account. Same thing with, with Instagram. And uh, LinkedIn is on my name, Stephanie Denson, my professional LinkedIn account. Great. So all kinds of ways, all the, all the things out there. We will have uh, all of the information about the freebies that Stephanie mentioned and her website information in the show notes. So you'll be able to connect with her immediately once you listen to the show. Well, Stephanie, this has been enlightening. I always enjoy speaking with you um, about a variety of topics, but this one <laughs> is near and dear to my heart as well. Um, so I just really appreciate you taking the time to be here with us today and to share your expertise, um, not only for how people can can work in their own homes, but how that's going to make a difference in their businesses. So thank you so much. Thank you. My pleasure. It's fun to to share stories. And and, uh, certainly I'm talking with like-minded people (laughs) who get it, who totally get it. Yeah. Cheryl, we need to follow up with the conversations. We do. We do. It's on my list. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much for being with us today, Stephanie. Thank you. This has been the Soul Power Podcast. I'm your host, Angela Jordan. And I'm your host, Cheryl Burke. Thanks for being here with us. You've been listening to the Soul Power Podcast with Angela Jordan and Cheryl Burke. Soul Power theme song composed by Gabriel Harley.